not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Talking about all the news in healthcare, lots of lots of things happening. Could affect you, your family, your business, especially your pocketbook with uh, rising healthcare costs. And so last segment, we took a look at some of the things that we could learn from the, the tapes at the uh, Republican congressional retreat. All those things starting to happen. They started uh, this week with, uh, with hearings in the Energy and Commerce Committee, and we're going to bring in our contributor for the week, Grant Culp. Grant is a good friend of mine, uh, also worked on Capitol Hill. Hey, Grant, how you doing? Good, yourself? Not too bad. You, uh, you, you doing okay out there in Chicago? I'm doing, I'm doing great in Chicago. That's good. That's good. So we were uh, talking last segment, Grant, about what happened in, the, uh, in, the, in these retreats. I don't know if you, you heard it, um, but I think Republicans are going to have a lot of things to kind of overcome as far as uh, dismantling this law. So let's take a moment. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your background, and then we can talk about some of the options that Republicans have. Yeah, you know, like you know, I mean, I think you know my background well. I mean, I worked on Capitol Hill uh, with you for a number of years. I remember from uh, Illinois, you were over on the Senate side; I was on the House side. So, you know, between that, we got a pretty good understanding of what went on. Yep, lots of uh, conversations over health care at places like the Union Pub, or uh, what was the other one? Uh, Cap uh, Cap Lounge. Yeah, and other and other things. Everybody's discussing this, and I can guarantee the people that are sitting there right now are talking about this as well. Do you think the Republicans have overpromised politically about uh, repealing this? Do you think this could damage them? I mean, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I think they're going to stick to stick to their guns. I mean, the great thing that I think the Republicans are going to do is actually, you know, when they start to repair, replace, you know, improve the approval legislation, like you said in your last segment, it's not going to happen overnight. There's going to be at least two or three year uh, phase in. You can't do that to the insurance companies. I mean, Obamacare already ruined a lot of insurance companies and it was a nightmare for them. So we can't just go around and, you know, they spent all that time adjusting to it. And now you can't make them go back to, you know, a different system. And, and Republicans realize that and they're not going to do that. And they know that that would be dangerous. But mm-hmm. the great Republicans are going to do is it's going to be a full transparent process, not what the Democrats did. It's not going to be, let's pass this thing so we can find out what's in it. That's not going to happen. And I think people need to realize that. So they shouldn't be worried about what the Republicans are going to do. So gonna, it will actually be on C-SPAN. Yeah, it will actually, you, you, you can actually read the bill the day before. I mean, they want, the president wanted the Republican support the day before they proposed the, uh, the bill for a vote, H.R. 3200. Right, right. We all remember yeah, that yeah. piece of legislation well, don't we? Uh, yeah, I, I, I remember printing it out several times. A lot of, a lot of forests were uh, were cut down to uh, to provide uh, for that. Uh, yeah, for definitely that. killed some trees to, oh, yeah. to print that that off. And didn't your old boss take take that to a meeting one time and just put it up on the desk? I uh, I believe yeah. Uh, several. I mean, a, a lot of members did that. I mean, 
Um, and and I think and I think some members printed instead of printing it out um, double sided, printed out one side per page to uh, for dramatic <laughs> for dramatic purposes. <laughs> yep, yep, that's that that's how we go. But um, you, so you're you are you pretty confident that Republicans will be able to act legislatively to to change this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're definitely going to make an attempt. I mean, you have to understand this has been a a promise Republicans have made in a you know a campaign. Uh, uh, theme for Republicans for you know many years, and especially uh, within the pe- last presidential election. I mean, you, I mean, you have to look at you know several of the midterms in the presidential election really is a reform or a referendum on Obamacare, and especially if you look at 2017. That this is this is going to be the, the probably worst year for uh, Obamacare. So I mean, they're, they're really going to feel the pressure to try and uh, do something to alleviate some of the pain and the concerns that you know many small businesses have, and obviously many individuals. We're going I mean, to. Um... I, I would agree with that. We've already seen some um, insurance companies, Anthem, this week, uh, saying that they're uncertain. Aetna also saying that they're uncertain about the future. Uh, their CEO saying that, rather, uh, about the future uh, of whether or not they're going to play. Interesting, huh? Yeah, and I mean, you look at what a, a couple, you know, a month or two ago, the uh, Democrat governor of uh, Minnesota, you know, his comments. I mean, he's one of the most liberal governors in the country. He basically saying, oh, Obamacare is not a good bill. <laughs> Mark Dayton, right? Yep. Senator Dayton. He was he was in the Senate when I was actually out there. Hey, Alan, uh, Alan wants to say hi. Hey, Grant, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Glad that you're uh, able to join us again. Hey, glad, glad to be talking to you, Alan. Glad you're back from the cruise. Oh, thanks. That was <laughs> that was just amazing. But uh, what did you what was your take on what Rand Paul proposed? Because uh, a lot of people are saying, at least in my circles saying that this should be probably the plan that everybody centers around and pushes forward. So give us a little bit of what your insight is on that. Yeah, and, you know, I'm glad he's putting out something, and I think that's going to be a great part of what he's doing. I mean, you actually, you know, one of the hard things, that, you know, whether you're working on a paper and, you know, for class or, you know, for work, the hard thing is, you know, actually to get down and start writing. And, I, and I'm glad that Rand Paul has actually decided to take you know, that initiative gives something. And I think the fact that, you know, it's coming from the Senate really kind of gives some credence there. You know, he does have some work. Uh, you know, he does, he's reached across the aisle before. So I think that's good. I mean, he does have some points with some folks on the other side of the aisle. Um, I, I mean, I'm not sure how many, you know, Democrat votes, you know, would, would come for um, a repeal or replace bill. But as Sean and I know very well on the House side, the only bipartisan the no vote. Yeah, right. And then, uh, Cassidy and Collins, uh, you know, two somewhat moderate type senators, one from Louisiana, one from Maine, also proposed legislation. What's your, if you had to choose, which one would you choose to be the vehicle to push through? Because, you know, I hear a lot from both sides on that. You know, I, 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 I'm not an expert on either one, you know, since they're fairly new, but um, if I had to, um, if I had to be advised on which one to pick, I'd go with whichever one Paul Ryan said to pick. Okay, that would be a great. Well, I mean, he would he would know. He's actually from a leadership standpoint, he's actually one of the members as as far as in, in the leadership role that's the most well versed on actual policy. Uh, I which... think. I mean, I mean, he would make it amazing. Even if he was just on Capitol Hill as a staffer, he would be regarded as probably one of the best healthcare policy staffers on Capitol Hill. Right. And 
the per- the great thing is we had the speaker of the house. Right, right. Hey, we got uh, a caller here with a with a question or comment. Uh, Grant, uh, uh, stay here. Uh, Robert, welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope all is going well. What's going on today? Hi there. Um, hey, I just wanted to to throw in you know just a, a thought. Uh, a couple of years ago, I switched, you know, to a high deductible, fairly high deductible HSA plan. Had to mm-hmm. pay the first thirty-three hundred dollars out, and you know that forced me to shop for prescription drugs when I needed them. Mm-hmm. Use the GoodRx app, and you know some places, you know, there was a medication. I remember one hundred ten bucks, another two sixty, three forty. Um, but that, you know, that one of the hallmarks of competition, you know, isn't there um, because you know you just you buy your medicines with our current plan and. There's no price shopping around. There's no incentive for you to do so. Um, so that's that's one thing that I think needs to be fixed and could be fixed. You know, some some sort of incentive for shopping around, um, saving your insurance plan thousands of dollars. Uh, the other thing is the weird coalition of Republicans and Democrats that um, you know killed uh, Sanders' amendment to allow the uh, reimportation of drugs from Canada. Uh, you know, it's kind of weird, like you know. You know, uh, San, uh, what was it in Corey, whatever his name is. Corey Booker. Booker. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, well, you know, we just need to make sure it's safe. The Canadians are laughing at us. You know, the, the certified, you know, pharmacies and, and companies that are providing their medicines. I mean, Canada is not a third world country. No. Um, and I think the president is right about this. You know, if, if they can be, be produced cheaper in certain places and we could certify, certify they're safe. Um, you know, I had, to, I had a, a bad infection, had to get some called Zyfaxin. I couldn't get it for cheaper than like $1,200 here. In Canada, it's already generic. I paid $110, but couldn't use my HSA dollars in Canada and save my insurance plan $1,000. So, I mean, that, that's what I wanted to throw out there. This, this The fact that we, we don't, you know, have any way of, of you know, ensuring that we actually um, are competitive when it comes to drug pricing. Great comment, Robert. I uh, couldn't agree more. And I, I might add, that um, one of the things in the Affordable Care Act that um, people don't realize is that before they even started, essentially the key industry people, which would be people from the pharmaceutical industry, people from the insurance industry, people from the hospital association, and others all met and huddled at, at, at the White House to kind of essentially say, you're going to be getting all these new people with insurance. What are you going to give to us? And right. the pharmaceutical industry uh, chose to, okay, we'll take a surtax, which is one of the taxes in the law, but there's no, they banned the reimportation of drugs from Canada as part of the deal. And that actually has uh, bipartisan support. Senator Grassley from Iowa, who I worked for, was uh, really in, in favor of this uh, reimportation of drugs from Canada. And uh, finally, I might add that uh, I'd go look at Cory Booker's uh, financial statements because I can guarantee uh, his campaigns were probably funded by the pharmaceutical industry. So that's probably where his comments are coming from. Yeah, they, they were. I, I just think it's funny that, like I said, there's no price shopping around. I mean, it's just it's. I mean, it's just insane. Right, right. Well, and then I would also, let me jump in. This is Alan. I would say also that the fact when the federal government set the price amount from the perspective of how much profit they could make, that all, you also saw an increase in the cost of all pharmaceuticals all across the board because now pharmaceutical companies uh, could only charge or only make 15%. Mm-hmm. off of everything and so if you're going to look at it from the perspective of the pharmaceutical company okay so you're telling them they can only make 15 percent 
okay, fine, 15% off of $100 or 15% off of $10,000. And so at the end of the day, the, the driving cost, again, is on free market. It's all about uh, government intervention and get the government out of it. Right, right. Yep, that's a, that's a good, good observation. Grant, are uh, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. So. Yeah, do you have anything to add on that comment? No, and you know I agree 100% with what Alan said about you know the percentages. It could be 15% on a hundred, 15% on a thousand. I mean it's 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 right there with it's free market points. I mean that's kind of the same. We're I'm glad we're on the same exact wavelength. Sure, sure. Well, stay there, Grant. We got to take a timeout, and then we're going to come back and we're going to look at uh, a little bit more about uh, some of these executive orders and their impact on healthcare. Sound good? Perfect. All right, great. Uh, that's Grant Culp. He'll be with us here. Uh, in a second uh, to share a little bit more of his thoughts. 402-342-1290 if you want to share yours, or you can do it during the week. Uh, if you have an iPhone, um, you can get our set, our segments on iTunes now, and um, it'll just automatically update it. You can also check us out on SoundCloud and Facebook as well. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll be right back toward a police state. I mean, we don't have two parties in this country, Alex, even though most people think we do. Your listeners know that we have one party, the big government party. There's a Republican wing that likes war and deficits and assaults our civil liberties. There's a Democratic wing that likes welfare and taxes and assaults our commercial liberties, but they basically will feed each other because they're not interested in freedom. They don't believe in fidelity to the Constitution. They're just interested in power. I mean, on my radio show last month i asked the number three ranking democrat in the house of representatives congressman jim Clyburn, congressman where in the constitution is the government authorized to regulate health care 